You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 35. Let's debunk the Ermi and Hurts Me Methods, part two. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, All solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Happy New Year. We are in 2020 and we're continuing the conversation of debunking Ermi and Hurts Me. Brand New Year, Steve. Yep, yep. We're finally into 2020. So uh, hopefully everybody was safe out there. Had a great uh, New Year's Eve. Hopefully you stayed warm because where we're at is not very warm. It's warmed up a little bit, but yeah. It's still the tundra. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, we were just talking the other day, and he said, you know what, we're going to buy a place in Florida and exactly. spend our winters there. Winters will not be spent here. <laughs> yeah, because this is, uh, oh, geez, this is probably my 20th winter here, and so I'm used to it, but it where we're at is, um, it's really cold here, and so for you listeners, you know, when you think it's cold out there and it's 15, 20 degrees, that's about what our highs are right now. Exactly. So, and, and we typically... Usually within the first couple weeks of January is when we hit it when our highs are below zero and our net and, and the lows are like negative 25 and that's without the wind chill. So it gets cold here. So yeah. if any of you are thinking of moving uh, in the area we live in, I, I hope you uh, enjoy the cold. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're continuing the discussion. This is part two of debunking Ermi and Hurts Me. And Steve, last time we really talked about what those tests what they are and, and the process that is supposed to be used with AccuCloth and whatnot to get with the what? test. AccuCloth. It's a rag. A rag, okay. yes. Exactly. <laughs> Just... Whatever fancy name they're using now. But in this particular episode, I know you wanted to talk about COC and the chain of custody and how, like, what, not only what is the cost of it, but what actually happens once you do what they tell you to do. 
So the uh, you said it. CLC means chain of custody. And for those of you that work like in the medical field or even in law enforcement, you know what chain of custody means. And what it is is, that, and I printed these off, so you you've probably seen the ones I use. But for the most part, I don't know. Maybe you do understand what they are. So I I printed off theirs just because you know when I was preparing for this, I just kind of wanted to see like what their chain of command is and what you fill out on the the. Uh, uh, chain of custody form. It's just, it, it's, it's very, very odd, I guess, compared to ours. And so the chain of custody, what that is for. So the reason I referred to medical field and like law enforcement, like evidence and all of that has a chain of custody. And theirs is obviously way different than ours. But what you do is you, you actually, you sign it and date it at the bottom when, when it leaves my hands, meaning I put it in the FedEx envelope, or however you're sending it, but we obviously use FedEx. And then I put the time and the date. And when they receive it at the lab, so this company, and for me, it's a lab we ship off to, we have two labs we use, California and Texas. But anyhow, when they receive it, they sign for it. They don't sign for FedEx to deliver it. They open up the FedEx envelope and... They sign and date and do the same thing I did. And the, the, the whole point behind that is, is to show this sample taking, taken from the property listed on the chain of custody actually came from there. And the reason we do that is, is you can imagine mold as far as liability and legal issues is, is it, it's very high liability issues when it comes to mold. And so we do this chain of custody so that Someone can't claim, oh, well, Steve, you took this sample from a different property. No, we don't do that. But of course, they could claim that and we could show from the chain of custody that, no, this is, it left my hands. It got to the lab and this is who signed for it. And this was the date. So, so that's, that's what the chain of custody is. Okay. And so, and, and now what are the concerns that you have being an expert about the chain of custody that's used with the Ermi and the Hurts Me. So the difference, and we touched on it a little bit, um, you know, and I'm looking at it right now, and we touched on last time. So so those of you that can't see this form, it's just one piece of paper, and it asks for the client information, meaning, and this is the Ermi and Hurts Me testing, you know, your name, your address, the project name, and then other contacts, like if you wanted this to go to a physician. They try to, they make it look real fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just is what it is. But anyhow, ours, it'll obviously have who tested for it, my company name, the property address where we tested it from, uh, below that in the description we put, so we number everything. If we take three tests, we put one, two, and three on each separate sample. I actually write, um, or our guys, whoever's doing it with a Sharpie, Let's just say, and I don't, I normally always do this, number one air samples outside. So I write outside on the canister itself. And then in the description, I do the same thing. And this asks for the same thing. Um, but ironically, on their, their thing, it says, please specify sample location. Well, what did we talk about in the last episode? It's numerous areas. Exactly. So, and, and if, it, if you want to argue the fact that, okay, I'm the Ermian Hurts Me, you're only going to test one spot. Here, here, here's what's crazy. If you're only going to do one at one spot, 
and you're not going to do numerous locations, they're going to charge you for the rag or the AccuCloth $240. Wow. Wow. And so to me, it's, I don't know. I mean, $240 for one sample. And it's, I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is, is some people might argue and say, well, with the Ermian Hurts me, we're just going to do one spot. Mm-hmm. So that debunks Steve's theory of you're doing five different areas. Okay, my question would be then, why are you paying two hundred and forty dollars for what? for one swab? So so going back to their chain of custody, um, so we have what's called TATs, and that's turnaround time. And for our lab, we can either do one business day, two business days, or just normal processing. We usually have our results within you know two days, two business days. But they, but anyhow, my point is they charge different prices. So so if you look at if you look at what theirs is standard STD is standard standard turnaround. I guess I don't even know what it means, but is default TAT if nothing is checked. So we have we have five different areas, and we have standard, which is five to seven business days. Wow! So if you don't want to pay any extra, you're going to wait five to seven business wow. days. And I could tell you right now, in calendar days, I guarantee you the way we do it. I don't know about other mold professionals. I can run air tests tomorrow, which is, you know, a Tuesday. I can run those air tests. They can overnight it, and we always send ours overnight to the lab. I can do one-day turnaround and have results by Thursday. Exactly. Whereas these guys, if you don't want to pay any extra money, it's going to take you five to seven business days. So three business days, they add 25%. Wow. Wow. So, you know, 25% on one sample that's 240 degrees Oof. is what? $12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you want three, or that was three, if you want two business days, it's a 50% surcharge, but it must be received before 10.30 a.m. So you're, you're, you're paying 50% more. Same business day, it's 100%. Wow. So that $240 for one sample just became $480. It's it just... It's unbelievable. Um, And then for a weekend or a holiday, it's a 200% surcharge. Wow. (laughs) So so cost-wise, if you want to spend that kind of money, so be it. But most people that are dealing with mold issues don't have that kind of money to spend. But I also think it's an issue of, and going back to the COC, the chain of custody, I think my biggest issue, if I were somebody who was considering Ermi and Hurts Me, is that I'm not a mold professional. So I'm the one who's responsible for the chain of custody. I don't know if I did this right. I don't know if I'm submitting it right. When you hire a well, mold they, professional. Well, they, they send you instructions. <laughs> but, but, you know, but when you hire <laughs> a mold I know that's professional, sarcasm, they're there. Yeah. It's, and that's the, that's the thing is, is that would be like um, your doctor sending you a kit to do your own colonoscopy. I mean, it's kind of funny. And and that, that is, that's a major concern is, is, you know, you, you haven't really been on site when I do like a mold inspection Mm -hmm. um, per se, but you see me do bids and you know, you know, how detailed it is. It's very important to hire a professional. And, you know, I'm very, very particular in how I do my inspections. And, you know, that's why I have the business I have. And even if you have someone that's maybe not as experienced as me, you at least have someone there. And and I, and I bring up the whole comparison, you know, that's like your doctor sending you a kit for a colonoscopy to do by yourself. 
you might feel a little better if at least his nurse was there, right? Exactly. So even if you have an inexperienced, uh, you know, mold inspector, you at least have someone who's been properly trained, eyes on the ground. Exactly. And you can't, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy to me um, that they would just send you a kit for something that is so complex. I mean, but if, the, and I guess my whole point is with them is, is for what they're charging you, it's crazy. It's Well, and the other piece of it is, is we talked about this in, in part one, if they're only testing for 36 mold types, how do I feel comfortable when they say, oh, your house is fine, or oh, your thing is fine, or oh, everything's fine, when there are literally, what, hundreds if not thousands of mold types? Correct. And so so one thing, um, you know, if you guys follow us on Facebook, you know one thing that I talk about there, I talk about in my books, we've talked about it on podcasts, and that is one crucial thing. There's no pass or fail, per se, to an air test. And most people will be like, well, how do you pass? Well, there is a pass for the most part. But on the other hand, there's so many different components, like the, you know, the per- the personal health of the people in the home. So I could look at something and say, yeah, that's great. But if I don't know the health history of everybody in the home, I, I can probably pinpoint it down and say, well, we might want to look at this. An automatic fail when it comes to air testing is stachybotrys, the toxic mold. But if there's not stachybotrys, that doesn't mean you passed. So there's there's really no pass or fail to it. And my point is, is everybody reacts different to molds. It's no different than going out in the cold. Some people can go out there. I'm kind of one of the people that I don't have to get all bundled up. You're someone that has to get all bundled up. So when it comes to mold exposure, it's the same thing. So when they come back with their score and they say, yep, that was a great score. Are you supposed to just, in their minds, take that and say, okay, it's not mold? I, I don't buy into that. And so that that is another going back to having a professional, the eyes on the ground. A good inspector is going to ask, you know, is it your daughter that's always sick? What room is she in all the time? They're going to ask the right questions. These guys, you know, and I didn't dive in too deep, but I, I think they do... I read somewhere they give you like a, a I think a twenty or thirty minute call, mm-hmm. and who who are you talking to? The secretary, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way to secretaries, but is this person experienced? Like, what's their education? Yeah, you don't know. What's their mold certifications? Just because you're a microbiologist doesn't make you, as far as on the mold side out in the field, a mold specialist. Exactly. So it's just kind of crazy because. In my opinion, they just, they don't give you the information that you need. And it, it's funny. So I was looking at this. Um, I wanted to go back to this uh, chain of custody form. And there's some notes that they have here. And, and, and they're, they're <laughs> two and three were somewhat alarming to me. And I'm just going to read them and ask what your take is. So notes number two. At this time, we are unable to provide any recommendations or interpretations for the Hurts Me panel, Hurts Me Too test. So then what do you do with the information that they give you? Well, you're supposed to just assume whatever. you got to remember, what's the hurts me? That's the generic one. Exactly. So in other words, what they're telling you, if you remember in our last episode, how many mold types do they identify oh, in the hurts me? Five. Yeah. So what they're telling you, you have mold issues. 
but you're not paying enough, so we're not going to tell you what the problem is. So number three. At this time, we cannot combine samples. We are also unable to combine vacuum and or cloth samples. Why would you combine them? Exactly. I mean, it just the whole, the whole, like I said, and if, if there's some of you out there that agree with this, you've probably quit listening already. But my point is, is just on its face to a professional like me, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah. I, I, it's and the, 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 the price they want to charge you. It's kind of scary to think you're paying that kind of money to not really be told anything. Well, and I think a lot of people are afraid too. They think that um, doing DIY, doing it yourself, like with Hermie and Hurts Me, that it is obviously the cheaper route. But talk a little bit about, and, and they're afraid to call a mold professional because they're like, oh, I've heard that mold costs thousands and thousands of dollars. Talk a little bit about how your pricing for the same type of testing, how different it is from the the Ermi and the Hurts Me. So I think last in the last episode, I, I think I told you you could have a full mold inspection and three air tests for $500. And uh, I was off a little bit. And all it is is we charge $60 per sample taken. And for our, our full mold inspection and two air samples is $400. So for that third air test, it would be 460 mm-hmm. On the flip side, and that includes a full mold inspection. We've, we've talked about these in previous podcasts. So that's a full mold inspection. I mean, this is, we're there for hours in the attic, everywhere. Then we run three samples. We always have to run one outside. The other two is wherever you want. Okay. So for $460 for those three samples and a full inspection with a report, Versus what these guys, so so I printed off their price list. But if you want to go with the Ermi test, which is their top notch, so they only have two. Per sample, they want to charge you $240. Wow, so much more expensive. So for three of those, you know, doing the quick math, uh, it's way more, way more than our $400. Exactly. Or 460 So definitely to get a professional on the ground is cheaper right. than to go with this do-it-yourself and thing. Even their cheap one is $105. So for $250, we come on site, and, and more or less, this isn't a full mold inspection, but we call it, a, it's an on-site consult. So for $250, we come on site. We're there, you know, maybe an hour or two. Run some air tests, two tests, and that's two hundred and fifty. They're cheap, which is only going to give you five mold types. Keep that in mind too. And I'm not a good salesman, but it's not very cheap to go with this type of testing. For for their cheap one, five mold types, they're charging you one hundred and five dollars. Yeah. So just to do two of them, you're looking at two hundred and ten. You might as well spend forty dollars more and have an actual mold guy show up on site because you don't. I'd be scared to think what you've got to pay these guys to have someone show up on site. I'm pretty sure they don't offer it because they probably don't have the qualifications. But take take the time, look into the different types of testing. Go to our website. We explain stuff. Follow us on Facebook. Pay for a mold consultation, a a phone consultation. Trust me, you're going to get your bang for your buck. You're going to get way more. And I'm speaking for myself. You're going to get way more from me than you're going to get from a company that more or less is pushing a, a type of mold testing and claiming how great it is. Exactly. And, and one of the things we didn't touch on, and you know, because I was I was in those groups like we talked about, and one of their um, 
their biggest arguments were, you know, with this type of testing, you can swipe the baseboard. And most people would say, well, why do you swipe the baseboard anyways? Well, some molds are heavier, so they would tend to be on top of baseboards. Some are stickier. Um, and, and my reply always would be, well, we can do that with a swab. And we know exactly where it was. Exactly. And the weird part is, is that their argument is air testing is just not good. It's too generalized. Well, I can run one air test in a bedroom and take a swab and swipe the baseboard. And it's, if you just did the on, on-site console, that's cheaper than what they're, they're charging you. Exactly. And when I would tell them it's the air quality we're concerned about, they, they, they wanted to throw that out and say, well, no. Stacky Botrus is down at the baseboard. So I would ask them, if it's not in the air test, how are you being affected by it? And the only answer, and they couldn't give it to me, and I'd reply with the only the only way, if I don't pick it up in an air test, that you're being negatively affected by it, you have to get down at the baseboard and lick the baseboard. Exactly, so, which you're probably not doing. Exactly. So yeah. the whole... Their whole reasoning's just... It, it's, it, to me, it's all absurd. And like I said... Get a phone consultation from us. I mean, you get a checklist. We ask you a bunch of questions prior to our call. And I guarantee you on that call, I can probably tell you more in 60 minutes or 90 minutes, depending on what you buy, than than these people can give you ever. Absolutely. And on top of that, you're also a great consultant if they're trying to look for a professional in their local area and you'll help them determine what their needs are, what they're looking for, what questions to ask so that they're more educated when they actually go out to look for somebody local. Right. And and the advantage to that would be, um, you know, and you mentioned earlier that some people don't want to go, you know, with, with mold companies. Um a lot of people have the fear that, that the mold inspector is going to come out trying to find mold so they can do mitigation. Yeah. And there's a lot of companies that, that they don't, they only do inspections. And there's a lot of companies that do both. And yeah, there are companies that are, it's obviously financially to their advantage to come out and find a mold issue. If you hire me as a consultant, I can tell you, wait, hold on here. <laughs> You know, you can send me pictures. There, there's so much more by having someone like me involved that I can say, no, this, this, this company wants you to. They're trying to railroad you so they can charge you fifteen grand for mold mitigation. Yeah. And I guarantee you, the few hundred dollars you sit, spend with us it could probably save you thousands on just a phone consultation. I don't have to be there. Absolutely. So we can do it. You know, like I said, I do it all the time over the phone. Yeah. So there, you heard it. Mold consultations, visit cncontractorservices.com. Learn more about the different options, but also if you take nothing else away from this episode, do your research, right, Steve? Exactly. Do your homework. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.